Welcome to the Griffin Podcast from Beach Hall School, Riyadh. This is the podcast to connect with the school at a deeper level to find out what's going on and what's happening in the future. In this episode, we speak to the primary head and head of senior girls. Julia Knight explains what it's really like in school, how the school is different to other schools in the region, and she tells us some of the things parents should think about when looking for a school in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. But we also find out how Julia got into education in the first place, what she loves about it, and how she managed to convince her own family that Riyadh was the place to be. So for all that and for a whole lot more, come with me now as we step into school and speak to Julia Knight. Julia, welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you, Simon. Thanks for inviting me. Good to have you here. It's great to talk to you. Tell us a little bit about where you're coming to us from today. Currently, I am at Beach Hall School, Riyadh, and I've been there since January 2023. It feels like a lifetime ago because I've settled in so nicely. Um, But previously, I was in Bahrain for seven years with my family. And before that, we were in Thailand for four years. Um, So we've been international since 2023. 12 I believe and yeah we're a we're a nomadic traveling family and I'm listening to a, a, a fairly standard British accent if I'm allowed to say standard I don't <laughs> don't even know what standard means these days actually but tell us a little bit about where you're from where you grew up and a little bit about your hometown as well my mum will be super pleased that you said that I've got a standard British accent <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs of London. I went to school in Greenwich and um, I went to university in New Cross, which is where my husband's from. My mum's Maltese and my husband's family are Jamaican. So we grew up in a very multicultural part of London and really just got the travelling bug from our parents, I guess. Both my mum and my husband's parents were immigrants to the UK. And I think that made us realise that actually packing your suitcase, picking your kids up and travelling was never a daunting experience and there was lots of around the world that we could uh, to see for ourselves. It's been amazing. How did you end up at Beach Hill School, Riyadh? Beach Hill School, Riyadh is just the opportunity of a lifetime. It really, really is. I came across Anita from Chatsworth Schools on LinkedIn and you become a little bit of a stalker on LinkedIn and you start to see all these amazing posts come through. And I just was like, right, I want to work for that lady. I want to work for that group of schools. And when Beach Hall came up, I just sent her a little message and said, I would love to work for you and I'd love to work at your new school in Riyadh. And we went from there, really. Gosh, and had you been to Saudi Arabia before at this point? No, but funny enough, from our house in Bahrain, we can actually see the Saudi Arabian Peninsula. So we can see Kobar from where we live in Bahrain. So, you know, it's incredibly far away, but it's also quite close to home as well. Because from Bahrain, isn't there a causeway that so you can drive across from Bahrain straight across to Saudi, can't you? Yeah, there is. There sure is. And actually, we live right by the causeway. So it's about four and a half hours drive from door to door, from my door in Bahrain to the door in Riyadh. And it's a really epic view. You go across this beautiful coastline. You travel through deserts with desert dunes and different landscapes. And then you arrive in this bustling city. It's really something that I'm still trying to find the words to describe. And I feel quite ashamed of that because I'm actually an English teacher, so I should have words galore. But every time I land in Riyadh, I feel this frenetic energy in the atmosphere. I can't describe it. It's something about it that's just constantly changing and evolving. And I've got goosebumps talking about it now, actually. It's just really, really special. Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. Tell us a bit about what got you into teaching in the first place. I was terrible at school. 
I just really believe that there was a better way to be a teacher. Um, probably the arrogance of youth and thinking that you should, you know, can do things better. But I genuinely believe that there was a better way of schooling than I had. And then I fell in love with my subject, which is English. And I went to university and I went back to my old secondary school to do some uh, work experience. And I saw one of my old deputy heads there, amazing woman who really kept me on the right track through my GCSEs and A-levels. And she just said, this is your career. This is what you are made for. And I hope that she wasn't wrong because I've been doing it for 18 years. What three words do you think you'd use to describe yourself as an educator? Passionate. You can't do this job if you're not passionate. You have to love and believe in everything that you do. Dedicated, because again, this job requires so many different facets of your yourself um, and your time and you, you have to be dedicated to it. And inquisitive, you've got to always be ready to learn and willing to change and adapt because that's the world that we live in. And I just love it. I really, really love it. I guess one of the great things about Beach Hill School of Riyadh is that because it's a new school, everyone's been recruited as a new member of staff in, in the last couple of years, I imagine. So it's unlike any school where say, imagine a school that's been around for an eternity and there's there are a few members of staff who, who've always been there for a long time. And maybe those members of staff, they start to lose a bit of that dedication. They start to lose a little bit of that passion. But I imagine that at Beach Hall School Riyadh, you don't have any members of staff like that at all, do you? Well, I think every school is an ecosystem and you need staff that have that longevity of experience. You need the dynamic isms of the newly qualified teacher and you really do need everything in between to make a school work so when you rock up to a new school that's a brand new building with brand new staff you are all starting from exactly the same place for that project but what you bring to that school in terms of your experience is immeasurable so we have teachers from all around the world as you know um, and actually what we do is find that we have those corridor conversations and collaborations where you talk about the different experiences that you bring and actually we flourishing from the ground up and it's like watching a magnificent tree grow like Beach Hall, I guess. And tell us a bit about about Beach Hall School itself. I mean, how how is it different to other schools in the kingdom? It's incomparable. It really is incomparable. And I think that's probably why I took the project on because there was literally nothing like this in Saudi, but also in other places that I've worked. It's a diverse school. It's inclusive. It has everything is done from the perspective of a child. So when you walk into a classroom, the KG classrooms are completely set out so that children can engage and learn. It's not rows of desks, it's not a chalkboard, it's not a teacher standing at the front, it's everything that we know as educators works well in a classroom and we know that it benefits children. So we have to maybe work a little bit harder in, to explain that to our parents because parents can be very traditional and every parent's been to school, so every parent's an expert. But when you explain that we do things from the child's point of view, they, they really understand that we are completely dedicated to that cause. If you watch children in restaurants, they fidget and they don't sit still they lean back on their chairs they you know they they pick up certain bits of their food and they interject in conversations because they're naturally inquisitive you can't keep a child still and in a school environment that's exactly the same we don't expect them to sit still so they have their little spots in the classroom that they can go off and read a book they can go off and do their coloring or whatever the classroom dynamic is they can find their way and I love that I once got told off by one of my head teachers, this was years and years ago, because I had a group of girls that used to like reading on the floor. So this was back in London. 
And this, this group of girls used to be curled up like kittens in the corner reading, but they were working, they produced work. But this was not, you know, satisfactory to the, to the head teacher who told me quite clearly that children should be at desks. And when you explain to a child you have to sit at a desk because it's going to make you work better, they didn't get it because there was nothing wrong with their work. You know, they were, they were doing their work. So Beach Hall embraces that individuality and that diversity. And I love that. Which is interesting as well, because in the workplace, we all have different areas or, or different places where we tend to work better. Some people tend to work well in a desk format. Other people tend to work well down at the, the, the local coffee shop. Other people tend to work well when they're at home. So in the, in the commercial world, in the corporate world, then we've all got our own ways of working there as well. So it's quite interesting that in a traditional school, you know, in a slightly old-fashioned school, if I'm allowed to call it that, that that approach would be taken that there is one way for children to learn. So it's great that Beach Hall School Riyadh does look at this from the child's point of view. It does. And I think what's interesting is I remember that, you know, even desks, you can have standing up desks for adults, you know, that they're not sat down. I and mean, obviously COVID taught us a huge amount about how much time we spend sitting at our desks. And I think children naturally want to be able to walk around, stretch a leg, stand up. And to the madness of the outside world, it might look a little bit bonkers. But actually, if you look at Google workspaces or Apple workspaces, they're completely bonkers and they're completely designed with freedom of movement and creativity. And that's what's in our classrooms. We've got the change makers of the future in our classrooms. We've got the people that are going to be solving the world's problems and we have to be able to give them the tools to do that. So you've mentioned classrooms, you've mentioned corridors as well. What would you say is your favourite part of the school, the, the actual physical part of the school? That's a really terrible question to ask me because I don't have a favourite anything and I will change my mind on a whim. So from an English teacher's point of view, I absolutely adore the library. There's some really comfy cushions that you can snuggle up and read books in. I love the technology rooms. I love the science labs. And when I'm feeling really kind of playful or you need a little bit of a pick-me-up, the KG indoor play area is just phenomenal. And do you still get a chance to read now? Of course. I don't think anybody should ever put a book down. It's the, it's the best way to relax. Well, you are an English teacher after all. <laughs> what was the last good book that you read? Oh, my goodness. <sighs> That's, a, again, a really, really tough question. So... I think my favourite book of all time is A Thousand Yellow Suns. And if you know that one. I don't know that one. No, what's it about? It's by the same author as The Kite Runner. It's the middle of his trilogy. And it's just a, just an epic story of, of growing up in Afghanistan and the trials and tribulations of war and the effects it has on the main protagonist. But that will always stay with me for lots of reasons, but mostly because I really believe that we're all on epic journeys and we've all got battles to face and we've all got ways that we can get through all of the good times and all of the bad times. There's always a story with everybody's life, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. So I've asked you the best place that you find in school. What would you say the best part of the week is? <laughs> I am a real big fan of Sundays, which is our first day of the week in Riyadh. And the reason why I like Sundays is because everybody comes back in fresh. You can see that the kids love school and there's a real energy on a Sunday because they just missed the school over the weekend. Um, and you, yeah, it's the beginning of a new week, beginning of new chances, new change. Yeah, Sunday. And then let's just imagine now for a moment that someone's listening to this. They're, they're thinking of getting in touch with Beach Hall School Riyadh. What are some of the questions that people often ask you when they come to visit that somebody else might be thinking about right now? Interestingly, when parents come to visit our school, they do ask us, why should they choose our school? What does our school have that perhaps a school down the road doesn't? 
And I think that one of the things you need to do is come and see the school. You need to book a tour. You need to view it so that you can really understand and not just listen to the words, but you can really see the school in action because it's like I said, it's frenetic. You can feel the energy in the air. But our school offers something different. And I believe it's simply that we're looking at the future in a completely different way. We are looking at our three to four year olds as the future entrepreneurs. We're giving our you know six to seven year olds chances to do presentations, collaborative learning, so that when they are in those boardrooms making those big decisions, they can do so with empathy, with kindness, and they've got the skills of confidence. And I think that's what makes us different is our curriculum, our teachers, every school will say they've got passionate teachers and we absolutely do, but we've got teachers that really understand us and where we're coming from as a core. And you mentioned about looking to the future. Do you find that the kingdom itself is is a good place for looking to the future? The Saudi Vision 2030 is probably one of the most ambitious projects the world has ever seen. And I say that and, it, and, I, and I know it sounds cliched, but you have to be in Riyadh to understand the level of change that is happening. But it's not just economics, you know, it's also about mental health and well-being and sustainability. What does the future look like from, you know, 30, 40, 70 years down the road? And I really believe that the, the vision has got understood that. It's not just understood that, you know, we work nine to five. It's looking at different working patterns. It's looking at how well-being and mental health really need to be front and centre and flipping things on the script. I think that moving forward, the Middle East will shift the dynamic in a way that the whole world will follow. And then for other parents that may be moving to the kingdom, maybe as part of that vision for, for 2030, and now they're looking for a school to send their child or their children to, what sort of advice would you give to someone that's moving into the country? I think you need to do it in two parts. The first is you have to come to Riyadh to believe it. So when I said to the children and my husband that I'd been offered this amazing opportunity in Riyadh, there was pushback from my oldest child. And I said, listen, you don't have to move just yet. I will go to Riyadh. You can come and visit. You can come and see the school. You can come and see where I live and we can, you know, explore Riyadh and Saudi together. That was great. I brought them here for half term and they did not want to leave. They loved the school. We went to some of the best theme parks and restaurants that we've ever been to regionally and worldwide. They had such a good time. So some families might have a bit of resistance because of the, the connotations of Saudi, but it really is changing. So my advice to anybody that was thinking of moving to Saudi is come and visit, come and see for yourself what's happening then make your decision after you've been here because so much change is and it's a force for good you can't beat that you can't beat being here and what kind of questions would you recommend that they ask when they're looking around different schools not necessarily beach hall school riyadh but any school that they're coming to see in the kingdom i think you need to ask questions about curriculum i think you need to ask questions about you know what the pathways are to success what does success mean to you and your family for for our school success is that every child reaches their potential through the different curriculum pathways that we offer um, and parents really need to see how the school is aligning itself with the Saudi 2030 vision and you mentioned about the different curriculums what exactly are they? So we have the international curriculum for the primary and the middle years and then it moves into the American curriculum and also the IB and we're finding that the majority of parents that are coming to Saudi are returning perhaps from, from Canada or the US. And then we have a, a real international flavour as well. Parents that are 
relocating to Saudi for a few years that are coming from all parts of the world, Europe, Australia, South Africa. Um, and they're looking for a curriculum that will actually fit in with whatever their home curriculum does. So we've taken the best of the best and we've made sure that it's taught in our unique way in our unique classrooms. Um, and I think you, you really just have to ask yourself the question is, where do I see my child in at 18, at 20? And I really believe that Beach Hall can offer that to parents. And Beach Hall is non-selective as well, isn't it? Proudly non-selective, proudly non-selective. What can a test tell you about a child in half an hour of their meeting a principal or completing an online test? That can't tell you if that child's a future astronaut. That can't tell you if they're going to be the one that solves the food crisis or the water shortages globally. Tests tell us nothing. It's a very, very narrow-minded way to see children's success. Interesting, interesting. Now, I've heard something about the, the BHSR tapestry as well. What's that all about? So the tapestry is really about how we take the curriculum off of the paper away from maths, English and science and bring life to it. The things that really matter to the to children and to future generations. Sustainability is a, is a huge part of the tapestry. We have digital literacy. Again, we are preparing children for a world that has advances in AI and all sorts of technology that we can't even imagine yet. So we have to make sure that our children are resilient learners and are ready to embrace that change. And the tapestry does that. It looks at the aspects of our world and the world around us and asks our children to consider different ways of thinking about things. Amazing. All right. That sounds fantastic. That really does. So let's just imagine then that I was keen to find out more about the school. What should my next step be? Should I should I visit the website? Should I get in touch? Should I come visit the school? What should I do? First thing you need to do is go straight over to the website, which is beachhallschoolriad.com. Click on book a tour and come and see for yourself how amazing our school is. And if I'm outside of the kingdom and I'm not able to get across very easily, is there anything you can do there to help at all? Absolutely. So one of the team will be, including myself, will be happy to take you on a Zoom call and a virtual tour around the school. Just pop us an email. We are very accommodating and we will always find a solution to any kind of problem. Awesome. Awesome. Now, last question, Julia, you mentioned about your own children. How old are they, if you don't mind me asking? So the eldest is 12 and he his name is Fabian and my youngest is seven. His name is Rufus. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so Fabian is gifted and talented in French and absolutely loves learning languages. He is very very lucky he can pick up a pen and he can write the most beautiful essays and poetry he's also very sporty like his dad who's a PE teacher and Rufus is very much similar he absolutely loves art and design loves drawing loves music can turn most things into a song lyric and a and a beat on a guitar he loves it so yeah very you know every parent will say this every child is talented they are very unique kids but they are just amazing Awesome. Julia, I'm keeping an eye on time. We need to bring this episode to a close. But likewise, if anyone's heard anything on this and wants to get in touch with you directly, should they get your phone number from the website? Is that the best place to go? Best place is obviously the website. Um, and you can email us directly as well. Admissions at beachhallschoolriad.com. Excellent. OK, well, well, we'll put a link to the website and the admissions email address in the show notes. But in the meantime, Julia, thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much.
So that was Julia Knight, Head of Primary and Head of Senior Girls. A big thank you to her for giving up the time to be here today. Don't forget you can email admissions at beachhallschoolriad.com to find out more. Links are in the show notes. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.